tattoos, ink, art, the lifestyle, the people, the people, the people, the stories. <laughs> <Social room. laughs> I've shit off a moving train. Damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and now, a real look inside the tattoo parlor and the people who make it up. The stories behind the ink. This is the Illustrated Conversation with Casey Baldwin of Bold and Brave Tattoo, League City, Texas. Check out the ink at boldandbravetattoo.com. The Illustrated Conversation with your host, Casey Baldwin. And we're live. Episode 5, Illustrated Conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Jared Green and Brandon Madrid with me from Richmond Avenue Tattoo in downtown Houston. What's up, dudes? Hello. Hello. How's it going? We got a lot of beer here, so it's going great. <laughs> Jared, I'm going to start with you. Uh, give me a little background. Uh, when did you start tattooing? We'll start there. 1998. Playing around with uh, spinners and stuff like that in my friend's house. Spinners? Yeah, prison machines. Oh, okay. Like I've rot- never heard them call that. A spinner. Oh, that's, a, that's a slang back then. Call them rotaries, dude. It <laughs> <laughs> was a spinner. The modern uh, spinner. One of my first kits was like a one of those tattoo kits from like a head shop. Yeah. And my friends were always just trying to get me to like fucking tattoo bullshit. Was it like a uh, tattoo machine with a grenade like frame on it? No, nah, it wasn't that cool yet. <laughs> or like a joker. Had a joker? No, no, no. Oh. It was a, it was like a, I think it was a wasp frame. Oh, sweet. You know what those are? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like that. I want to actually like find one and just like see if I can like still tattoo with it. It's probably all fucking like weird. Yeah, my friends are always just starting to give me like tattoo like dumb. I say it's dumb now. It was really cool when I was like you know like fucking seventeen. How old were you in '98? Uh, seventeen. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was fucking around with it then. Like I was just like you know going to my friend's house or like we'd get high and I just fucking tattoo them there. Yeah, it was just like, maybe a bit stupid. So you were the cool friend. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. A friend of mine's brother who was in prison got me into it and like he uh taught me how to like basically so he was a professional yeah he was super cool man Formally cheese trained lots of cheese oh yeah yeah <laughs> smoke skulls and, and if you don't know what cheese is if you're really young a cheese is like a really it's like prison biomech yeah it's prehistoric <laughs> biomech it's like black and gray and you can do it with no stencil it's great film. yeah dude you just this like fucking rednecks i just got out of jail or like oil workers and stuff like that they used to love that shit so tattooing out of house in 98 yeah, I was still in high school, and I was in and out of junior college, out of graduation. Where was this at? Uh, Baytown. I grew up all over, like, like the West States, but, like, I mainly, we came back here when I was, like, young, so I just stayed in Baytown with my mom. I was going to junior college, in and out. A friend of mine told me that this dude was, like, going to open a shop, and I was like, It wasn't oh, cool. Bad Boys, was it? No. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, Southern Boys. Oh, no, I'll, I'll get to there. Okay. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get to Southern Boys. I got some fucking old stories yeah. about that fucking dump. Uh, I don't care if anybody that works here hears that either. <laughs> Place is gnarly, and they yeah. probably, they'll probably laugh about it if they hear it. Yeah, for sure. I know this, a lot of those guys, too. Oh, man. Some, so, are, some are really nice, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so someone told you that they were opening a shop. Yeah, this guy was going to open a shop. He lived in Crosby. So, like, I went out to this dude's house. It was a trailer home. The guy had, like, built, like, a whole... Like, the tattoo shop was a trailer home. It was a tattoo, yeah, it was a trailer nice. home. Yeah. And he was just, like, tattooing people, like, word of mouth out of this trailer in Crosby. So I was going back and forth there, and he's like, you know what? 
I don't want to do this. I'm going to go work at this shop on I-10 that just opened up. It was in Channel View. That's where he told me. He's like, you're going to come there. You're going to be my apprentice. And I'm like, right on. So it's like 1999. Like, Why do I need an apprentice, dude? I've been fucking tattooing for years now. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, dude, I still didn't know like yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was like green. So he gets me to go to the shop. It's called Tattoo Solution. Like you can go down I-10 now. It's a fucking haunted house. Oh really? Like a so legit- the building's still there. Yeah, like I know it's like a like a haunted house, like for oh, not like for no Halloween. <laughs> no, the steel <laughs> building's not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like a fucking legit like fucking silly uh, haunted house. Now it was like a wash uh, washing machine repair place after that. But um, yeah, so I go there. I work in there for like two weeks, and the owner, his name was uh, Randy Harrison. He's like this gnarly old like unaffiliated biker dude, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I started like cutting my teeth there and I learned a lot there from those guys and like a bunch of old biker dudes that worked with him. And, uh, that you dude, learn, learn how to properly set up without gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I learned that part of my uniform was like, I had to have a firearm and, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know jack shit about any, like being a tough guy or any of that yeah. crap, you know? That's funny. That's like one of the first lessons I learned in tattooing is like, Oh, not only do I need a tattoo machine, but I need a real gun. Yeah, it was a ca- <laughs> like back then. It was fucking cash business. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. was scary. Like yeah. you could get robbed at any fucking point. And back then, you didn't have eighteen year old girls coming in to get Pinterest. You had real bikers <laughs> coming in, like wanting yeah. real work. Rig welders, dudes like that, because it's like yeah. southeast Houston. So yeah, like, they didn't take shit. No, you were just a fucking tattoo artist. You know what I mean? Like that's how it went, though. Like now we're kind of glorified, but back then, like these tough guys would come in, and you know what I mean? Like. The respect is kind of flipped now, you know? Yeah, they would come in and be like, I was really young, so people would, like, talk shit to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get that all the time. He had me going through and going through all this bootleg, like, bootleg Cherry Creek flash, and he wanted me to, like, <laughs> li- make line drawings for all of them. And uh, the guy was like, you fucking tattoo me. You're way too fucking young. You're, like, looking down at your fucking dick, blah, 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 blah. Like, it doesn't even make any fucking sense. <laughs> right. And, like, Randy just threw him out. But like this, like guys would like come in and if they saw you and you're really young, they didn't want to fucking get tattooed no. by you. They want to get tattooed by the gnarly old man, right? You know, when like uh, was he? Were you tattooing or were you just doing stencils and stuff? I was tattooing. I had friends that would come in. The guy that brought me there, he got fired for selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Like two or three weeks later, the owner was like, "You're gonna stay here, and uh, Ray is gonna teach you how to tattoo." It was this guy named Ray Wolf. They called him Three Finger Ray. He had a he was a short guy. Like he had a, the haircut I have now. You know, like mm. it's like that post nine inch nails fucking yeah. thing, like a like white skunk stripe in his hair. And he had, he was missing his entire ring finger on his right hand. And he had like that much of his uh, middle finger. They called him Three Finger Ray. That's what he, ta- that's how he tattooed. That dude was like a legit, like my mentor, like went to prison. He was a fucking gnarly dude. And he was like trying to tell me, like, constantly, like, you're going to learn how to tattoo properly. And uh, you're not going to, you're not going to be like me, you know. Right. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to go like I did. So like in the midst of like going to school and trying to keep that together, which lasted like a year, I just totally dropped out of that and started like tattooing like hardcore, like quit my job. What was your job? (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. Uh, I was a keg driver for a fucking Budweiser. They took me out of that. It was the, the, the Budweiser in uh, Baytown off of, I can't remember, it's like near Main Street, someone with a weird clock on it. They took me out of there. And they put me in the POS room because I was, like, computer literate. So they were, like, trying to get me to, like, make signs and shit. So, like, on top of that, like, it was, like, way too stressful to be able to have a full-time job. Like, like I'd be up until, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. 
But uh, no, I was with Ray for a while. I was going in between shops. There was a shop on Greens Road, traveling back and forth, man, like all the way to like a 45 North back to Channel View. Like the dude worked at two shops, which is weird to me. I don't, I don't understand why people do that. Did he own two shops or he just worked at he just two wor- shops? He just worked at them. Ray taught me a whole lot. He was always like, I like, you know, constantly telling me he's like a snake, you know, like he was like, he was a, he was a legitimately like, bad dude. He knew he was. Yeah. And then uh, I went to the other shop one day, the one that was like way up 45 and the owner and like everybody there was there and I showed up and they like, kind of like kept me in the building and they're like, uh, where's Ray at? And I'm like, I don't know. Like you need to fucking tell us where he's at. <laughs> he stole like five grand and everybody Fuck. shit and just like fucking left. I don't know where he's at. I don't know what happened to him. To this wow. day, I barely know anybody. That Did they believe you when you said you didn't know where he's at? After an, kind of like after about an hour and the scared fucking were, look in my face, you they know? were pressuring you though. Yeah, I was like nineteen. I was like, oh, fucking, you know, I got jumped at that fucking place too by some dudes in the parking lot. Like, uh, why? I looked like a guy that was fucking some dude's wife, ah. <laughs> and everybody had that same fucking haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they confused me with a thirty year old man. And just beat the shit out of me. Like, but, I almost stopped tattooing. I mean, then, then they went back and they're like, yeah, we totally got that guy. <laughs> no, then they went back to the shop because they realized what they had did, and they tried to apologize, and the owner, like, chased them off with a gun. It was it was weird. Did they really fuck you up? Or Oh, yeah, they fucked my ass up. They uh, they put my head in a car door and slammed it. Oh, damn. That's all right. Tooth is all fucked up. Really? All turned, yeah. Um, I didn't, like, go back to work for, like, two weeks. That was before Ray, like, fucking bailed. Yeah. And then, like, he's gone. And then um, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go to this other shop, back to the other one in Channel View, because that's, the, you know, it's closer to my house. And I went up there, and uh, I, I was going to have to, like, quit, I thought, you know. I didn't know if I was, like, ready to tattoo. Mm-hmm. It had been, like, I don't know, like, nine months. Yeah. I never had, like, a proper apprenticeship. Right. This is, like, back when uh, there was, like, no internet. It's funny, man, because I don't think back then anybody really had a proper one. You know, you really had to yeah. be set up in, like, a... Oh. A super established place to get a proper apprenticeship. I didn't know who fucking Sailor Jerry was or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No. I just knew what was in front of me. Tattoo yeah. brand. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever came out of the catalog. Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek, yeah. Ripple flags and fucking reapers. Yeah. Uh, eagles. Harley shit like that. That's all I'd ever fucking do back then. Skulls with red eyes. Mm-hmm. You gotta put red in them eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I was taught, you know, when I was apprenticing, because I was kind of taught by the same type of dudes you know that ne- they never had a formal <laughs> they learned in prison da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and i was taught to do gray wash like i was never taught to dilute my black for gray wash what gray wash was is you start with heavy black let it bleed and then you yeah. like <laughs> you go over the you go over the blood the with, plasma yeah nice. exactly and you wash it out that yeah. way everything, natural everything was like a three round yeah exactly yeah. i work with dudes that were like that everything yeah. was done with a three round it was all pepper shading yeah all mm-hmm. the kids call it they call it whip shading but it was pepper now shading. it's cool yeah, it's real, it's real cool. <laughs> Everything was done with like a round, like a loose round. Yeah. You know, like mags were scary. Oh, yeah. Making needles, the flats? Those are scary. You ever use a flat? Mm-mm. Don't. Nope. <laughs> flat, double stack? Don't ever use a double stack either. I remember like making those for dudes too. Because we used to have to like make all of our own shit too. Y'all still made needles? Yeah, yeah. It was like, that was back before. Uh, so like pre-made needles were like. So where, what was the, the supply? Was it just cam then? or? Primarily, we were you used national. Oh, national. You know, like okay, yeah. super pro American, yeah. you know. Cam came out, and then everybody started using cam. This is a cheaper, well, cheaper yeah. alternative. So got my first set of tubes and needles from Cam. From cam. Oh yeah, cam. they would run huge specials like oh, yeah. holidays, but you, you get buy a like, dollar tube. Buy like a hundred tubes. Yeah, you know, hundred bucks. I got my Crazy. first box of tubes. My power supply was a big national box. 
You still have it? No. Oh, don't you my, wish you did? I do. <laughs> my friend has it still, so I just let him have it. Yeah. I still have my, like, first uh, machine frame, my, like my National Deluxe. Yeah. Nice. Corey uh, Rogers, like, remade it for me. Nice. I got yeah. my very first, like, tattoo mach- real tattoo machine was from him. From Corey? Yeah. It was a cool story, too, because, like, he... It was when he first started building machines. I mean, he was, like, cutting them by hand, and mm-hmm. they were real rough looking. And uh, the back shelf broke off because the weld wasn't, wasn't <laughs> I mean, his welding wasn't like it is now. And uh, he gave me a new machine or whatever. But the funny thing is, is I, like, eight years later, when I first got that machine, I, like, drew a picture of it because I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, I got my turn. I yeah. drew a picture of it and colored it. And, like, eight years later... Because when it broke, I brought it to him, and then he just, like, took one off his wall and, like, gave it to me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, replaced it. Yeah. And uh, eight years later, I, like, posted this picture of this crude drawing I did of the machine he gave me. And uh, he's like, I still have that frame. <laughs> and I was like, you do? And he's like, yeah, I think I can rebuild it for you. And I was like, done. Oh, I, like, yeah. sent, him, sent him the money to do it, and then uh, went to go pick it up, and... He's like, yeah, that thing was a piece of shit, man. So <laughs> I just rebuilt you a replica. So it's cool that I have like a replica, a nice of replica of my machine. original machine. And he gave me the frame, like my old frame. Back cool. and just, stuff, yeah. So you just keep it? Yeah, I have it. It's still in that, it's in that like little, uh, oh, no. you know, you saw in my shop, that little glass case or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The acetate's in there too? Yeah. Where were you when you finally like had your own station booth? Everything. It was it was at Tattoo Solution. Like that's where I that's where I ended up. I went back the second and, time. Yeah, no. Uh, after Ray disappeared, I went back over there, and then I went to work with Randy. And uh, you know, I didn't like go to work with him. I went up there to get my stuff because I thought I was like done because mm. you know my mentor's gone. And uh, this dude's yeah. just like, well, I guess you work here now. So I fucking he gave me a station. It was all like open booth, like right off the highway. Yeah, it was a it was a gnarly time. It was man. Busy, huh? Me. Uh, it was busy on the weekends. Uh, Late. Come home, get out when the sun's coming up. Fucking hanging out at fucking Walmart because everything's closed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like I was before. I was like, I mean, I'd sneak in the bars and shit, but I was like way too young to be fucking hanging out anywhere. I uh, was always a, like to coattail other biker tattoos into those places. Yeah, you know what it's I mean. Way to do it. Yeah, go they to weren't going to question me because I was with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I was able to go to these bars and drink. And <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's I did that a couple times too. Yeah, Randy always wanted to hang out at fucking Waffle House. <laughs> Damn, I used to do that too. Hang out at Waffle House off North Main. Yeah. So when'd you get out of there? Because you've come a long way, man. You're not sitting in those Baytown shops anymore now. you got one of the nicest shops in Houston. Thanks, man. Uh, I was there for about... Did you tattoo in Clear Lake? Yeah. Where? I did. Uh, I worked at uh, Abstract. Abstract, oh, yeah, with Johnny. Jamie English. Yeah. Steve-O and all that. My friend Steve-O actually still gets tattooed by Steve-O. I don't know where (laughs) Steve-O fucking works at, though. He's still around here, man. He just started a mobile tattoo company, and he drives around and sells stuff. Delivery? Really? Yeah, delivery stuff, yeah. Nice. He's a nice guy, man. I like him. I think I worked at Studio 13 and a half for weekends. Did, did you ever work with Bill? McBee? No, Greenman. Greenman? Yeah, I was at Bay Area. Okay, that's what I thought. I think that's when I first knew who you were. Where were you working at? Outlaw. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The guy, the guy that taught me how to tattoo learned in prison but got his start at Southern Boys. Right on. <laughs> what was his name? Jeff Melton. That sounds familiar. Fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he was my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that look. You're like, oh. but, uh, but he, I mean, he taught me a bunch of bullshit, man. I remember because I, I wanted to take it seriously. Right. Yeah. And I was treated like an apprentice. So I did a bunch of shit, but didn't learn anything. You know what I mean? Right. So I started getting tattooed by Corey Rogers and, you know, people I looked up to because I could learn more by getting tattooed by people I looked up to than expecting my mentor to mm-hmm. tell me the right thing. Yeah. And I remember getting tattooed by Corey and I'm watching him set up and uh, he's putting his needle in his tube and kind of bend his needle a little bit oh, and put it in there. Bone it and stuff. Yeah. You didn't know what that was? And, uh, no, I, not only that. I didn't know that the needle bar was supposed to be on top. Fuck, man. I know so, so many people. I, I go back. I go back to Jeff, and I'm like, dude, why didn't you tell me this? He's like, tell you what? And I was like, how to put the needle in the tube correctly. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, the bar is supposed to be on top. He's like, who the fuck told you that? Wow. I'm like, whoa. That's when I was like, Scary. all right, I need to start figuring this out on my own. Yeah. Did you ever make your own needles? I did, but not out of necessity i had it man i I wish i remember that guy's name because he was fucking awesome he was a friend of gabe's gabe ayala and uh he was i feel i feel extremely disrespectful because i can't remember his name but yeah he came into the shop when i was at mainline one day and uh we were just talking about it and i was like yeah i don't know how to make needles he's like i got all the stuff in my car and like brought it all he spent three hours with me dude and showed me how to make so i know i know how to make them now you know what i mean and i have all the jigs and all that but I don't do it. It's good, right. to, good to know it. I mean, me and him got, we started doing it for a little bit. Yeah. It's good to know, like, what. You have to know that stuff. To, yeah. For the know, apocalypse. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. This is the Illustrated Conversation with Casey Baldwin of Bold and Brave Tattoo, League City, Texas. Check out the ink at boldandbravetattoo.com. <laughs> it's your turn, Brandon. Hello. Tell me all your secrets. Got too many. Where'd you start? I uh, started tattooing in Channel View, Texas. Really? Wow. My parents are from there. Okay. I grew up in North Shore, which is... You know who else is from there? Who's that? Uh, Jay. Jay Spider Murphy? Yeah. Really? You know who else is from there? Who? Bart Bingham. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's true. It's wow. true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. They, uh, yeah, Jay and Bart, or Jay and Bart are both from there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they, hey, look, they breed. They made legends, it. Legends. Yeah. So <laughs> what's your excuse? Uh, that's funny because I started at a shop called Texas Legends. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Is that in Channelview? Uh, it used to be. Now there's only one in Baytown. So they had two shops at one time. Okay. Uh, Where, uh, how long ago was that? This is probably like 2007 or eight. Okay, so you're coming up on, you've done 10 years? Yeah, okay, about cool. 10 years, a little over 10 years. Cool. Uh, how did you find your way into that? <clears throat> well, so I had a friend, the older cool guy, he was tattooing out of his garage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he introduced me to a lot of stuff, art, punk rock, graffiti, all this stuff. And um, he was like, just get a tattoo kit. Who, what, what guy was that? Uh, my buddy Moses. Okay. You know yeah. Moses. Yeah. yeah, I know Moses. I thought, I thought it was Sean. Uh, well, that'll come later. Oh, cool. <laughs> so uh, he convinced me to buy a, a tattoo kit. I went through technical, got a little, you know, two machines, set of mom's inks, mm-hmm. tattooing a... Monthly red. Monthly red. All of their colors. Dude, like, brown. Have, they're not descriptive <laughs> of... They're fucking like 15% plastic. 
Yeah. <laughs> the most worst ink, dude. Yeah, I had yeah. a connection at uh, Puffin Stuff. Nice. Because, you know, Puffin, Puffin Stuff sold stuff. that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So I had a connection there, and I did a tattoo, and they gave me the whole, like, mom's, like, mm-hmm. deluxe kit, dude. And I tattooed with that for, like, five years, man. You know you're Oof. having a fucking bad day when you have to go to Puffin Stuff to get stencil paper or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, drop, I remember, like, going to, like, fucking drop a, a fucking money order off at Gerland's. To fucking order for tattoo it. equipment. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> fucking, it's the one on the one in Channel View, the one over near where you worked at. That was my first job. Hmm. Your own's? Mm-hmm. Don't nice. report. Oh, nice. man. <laughs> yeah. Me and my boy Jay Moore. Shout out to Jay Moore. We used to run this perfect scheme, dude. Because I was a checker and he was a bagger. Mm-hmm. You could get a job there when you were 15. Oh, And nice. uh, I was the checker. He was the bagger. We would call a friend to come in and, like, fill a cart up with beer and then come through the line where I was checking and then I'd be like, oh, okay, can I see your ID? And they'd be like, oh, I don't have an ID. And I'd be like, well, sorry, I can't sell you beer. The policy was is that whatever didn't get checked, they had like a little section next to the checker and it would stay there and Mm -hmm. then the stalker would come and go restock it. Yeah. So we'd be like, sorry, can't sell you beer and like push the cart next to it. And then the next person would come through line (laughs) and I'll check them out regularly, bag up all the groceries, put it in the cart. And then they would push it out. And then Jason would push the cart behind him like he was oh, helping them follow him to man. the car. Oh. And then, But he would just cart push it to my car and just load wow. up my car. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Dude, we did that That's a great all one. the time, dude. It was a good one. Then we got fired. <laughs> oh, dude, I did that at Budweiser and never got caught. Really? Yeah. Well, we never got caught. I was like, why am I Allegedly. getting fired? And they're like, well, you're just getting fired. And I was like, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> like, I'm not going to ask too many questions. <laughs> just to sneak them out in the, go in the break room, sneak them out of the, put them in the, pack them up with the beer flats. And I told them that I was donating them to the animal shelter, which I was, for cat boxes. Oh. So when I would sneak the, you go in the break room, they don't count that beer. So I just stuffed oh, like yeah. 18 bottles in there. I had like 200 uh, bottles of beer in my fridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had <laughs> stacks of them. Awesome. We just had stacks Everybody of beer. Everybody wanted to hang awesome. out in my apartment. Okay, so uh, did you do an apprenticeship? Yeah, I guess you could call it that. <laughs> legends? What, is that what uh, it is? Yeah, Texas Legends. Texas Legends. It was, uh, yeah, it was in Channel View right off of I-10. It was actually a tattoo slash motorcycle shop. Hell yeah, dude. So there's a motorcycle shop in the back. Tell them what does the, that mean? They just worked on bikes? Yeah, they worked on bikes. Oh, okay. And, Tell them about those shitty-ass countertops. <laughs> oh, very uh, porous. <laughs> porous and textured. No, hard, it was like that plastic. Like a styrofoam countertop? plastic <laughs> shit they had on the walls, man. Yeah, it was like wall vinyl stuff, but it was all like a on a countertop. Bumpy. You couldn't get any ink off of it? Yeah. What was it? It's, it's just, I don't know, it's like wall siding? Just, yeah, pretty much. It's like sheetrock? Tattooed on sheetrock? No, not sheetrock. It was, <laughs> it was plastic. It was, it was just plastic. very textured and hard yeah. to It wasn't Southern Boys. It wasn't made out of fucking wood. <laughs> Ooh. Everything was wood in that place. Damn. Dude. So, I've actually never been into Southern Boys. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, when I was gotta go once a teenager, uh, my parents were getting tattooed there, and they took me along a couple times. And that's probably what got me into tattooing or interested in it. But yeah, my buddy convinced me to get a tattoo kit. I ordered it from Technical. Started tattooing pigskin and grapefruits, you know. Yeah, but uh, not in the shop, just like on. Your yeah, it's in my yeah. house. Um, my mom let me use her credit card to order it. <laughs> nice. Oh man, that's cool. That was super cool. Yeah, um, but I didn't know shit about anything so i just went to the first shop that i saw and that was it and uh they let you in immediately or did you kind of have to bang on the door for uh, i kept showing up yeah. you know i was actually i was going to art school for like graphic design yeah that's how so, I, that's so same i had story like for a me. bullshit portfolio you know yeah. me too media yeah. design nice mm-hmm. well never made it but you know. <laughs> i started going back to school this year 
Yeah? Nice. What do you, what do, you do? What are you thinking? Uh, I had a revelation this year, and I think when I'm older, like mid-40s, maybe 50s, I want to teach art theory or art philosophy on a college level. That'd be very cool. cool, man. Art history is fun, too. Uh, but Dude. I hate school. That's why, like, I dropped out of school to tattoo. Same. You know what I mean? Same. But, uh... This go around now that I like have like a plan. Yeah, it's fucking easy, man. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what you want to like, do. Yeah, yeah, you it's out. easy. You know, it's easy stuff. Art it's history awesome. is fucking brutal, though. <laughs> Art history is brutal, man. Bring a pillow. I, I, I actually wanted to fucking try to take that and just say I went through it, so I know. Goddamn. It's yeah. good, it's good in the sense, man, that as artists, which we all are, sometimes we just create shit without knowing what we're doing yeah there are once rules you, to art there are rules to art you know not. what i mean yeah but once you start realizing what you're doing you know what i mean you're able to start creating more meaningful mm-hmm. stuff you know you, you learn way well, more. just like that's why i told people art students will be like well i fucking hate art students first of all <laughs> i do man because they think everything they create is just this you're thing make and i'm a like great teacher dude i'll tell <laughs> them that too man there's such there is such thing as bad art not everything right. is fucking good art man no, there's it, a the difference art, yeah. and there's a reason why there's a difference you know it's very subjective and brutal and the yeah. art scene in houston is and i hate when people say crap. this is what i hate when people say like they'll see you know a rothko painting or whatever and be like why why is that so cool i could have done that and i'm like well you're a fucking no, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should say you're stupid. There you go. There you go. We can't say card no more. No, you can't. Edit that out, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we can't. Oh, say damn! That. I just said it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That's three edits. Yeah, it's like any form of creation is art, I guess technically, but technically it is. You Anybody know what I'm saying? Can be a fucking artist. But yeah. is it hold water? There you go. You know what I mean? Not There's all certain, art holds water. It's like it's fun to learn why things look good. I don't think everybody you know? can be an artist. Right, exactly. Yeah. You need there is a reason why things look good. I tell right. people that all the time. Things you just don't, know don't until look you... good. There's a formula, you know? Right. But um I'm sorry, I didn't mean I keep getting off of your history, dude. Oh, we're yeah. fine. You're good. Quite so uh, what, what was after Legends? I keep trying to get to like where y'all got to Richmond, and then we're not. I feel like there's <laughs> such a, a thick long history. road, man. We're not gonna get there. You don't know about the fucking tabletops or the t-shirts. The t-shirts were cool too. Oh, they were pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Table. Well, okay. The only oh, reason yeah, I got them. in probably was because there was only one artist working, oh, okay. and they needed pretty much. Yeah. And I just kept bothering them until they were like, "All right, fuck it." Yeah. So yeah, I learned quite a bit. My mentor was a guy that learned in prison too. He ended up. You think that's just a Texas thing? Maybe like the outskirt cities, probably. I feel like it's like a southeast <laughs> Texas thing. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, um, West Texas is the same thing too. But yeah, it is primarily man. It's like an outlaw thing. Well, it's not anymore. It's all right now. But uh, yeah, he he taught me a good amount of stuff. But eventually, he left the shop and left me there uh, while I was still in the process of learning how to tattoo and. Um, Luckily, I was able to stay there as a counter person and get paid hourly. So what? That's fucking crazy. I've uh, never heard of any tattoo yeah, shops paying somebody hourly. I got really lucky. So the owners, Jared knows, the owners are not tattooers or involved in tattooing. They uh, just have money and Tiger open a business. Yeah. Yeah, that's his name, Tiger, and uh, was it Melanie? Melanie, yeah. yeah. They're good people for sure. No, they're, yeah. they're fucking super cool, man. Uh, Tiger gave me uh, when I. Actually, this the shop that he was working at. He was working at the other one in Channelview. I was working at the one in Baytown. When I quit at the same time, no, mm-hmm. no, okay, no. This is I, I, I'd this is twenty gone. years apart. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I followed in Jared's footsteps without even knowing. I, started, I don't know. Jared's uh, fifty-seven years old, dude. I had a fucking when I started tattooing. I had a pager. Nice, a long time nice. ago. No, I fucking quit 
the shop in Baytown and went to work at a shop in downtown. That was like the epitome of like me going somewhere in my career because I'd like bounced around all yeah. the southeast. So you know, he made it. Yeah, he worked at the other one. The other one, the one but I did go to the Baytown. But what shop. was yours? What was your like? Legends was your first. That was yeah. But was what it. was your? What was the first time you like? Like all right, now I'm really pursuing this. I mean, I was serious about it from the start, but. But you have to make that move. You know, yeah, so like I was serious. Probably from the similar start to how Jared is. So that shop shut down, and then it was just the Baytown shop. So I went there for a little while. You were there at Capital Jared and Double D, right? Yep, that's right, yeah. Double D. The other Jared. And actually, there is, like, all these airbrush paintings on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I like, who did this? Oh, some guy, Jared Green, that I used to work here. It was yours? It was, like, years yeah. Uh, yeah, after. But anyways. Um, <laughs> after Legends. You after went Legends, to, I went to Sacred Heart. You worked at Sacred Heart? Yeah, I worked there. I uh, managed it for a while. I, I worked there off and on for like eight years. The yeah. glitter wasn't your idea, was it? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> that shit bummed me out. Can you like, tattoo glitter into me? It, that, I will say, though, that shop... that shop, like fish tanks and stuff, too? No, like going there was just like... It's just vaginas everywhere. It was like... Cause I, <laughs> no, because it was... I came from like a fucking like nightmare hellscape of like tattooing. And I went there and they're like the owners are like really nice to me. It's very upscale. And they're all right. progressive, you know, and... It was like, oh, man, not so many, cool. Not so many, like, bikers coming in. Oh, <laughs> I never had to feel like I had to fucking, like... There was a period... Like, I still do get freaked out if someone comes in with their hands in their pockets and shit. But, oh, like, yeah. it, back then, like, when I fucking went there, it was nuts. It was, like, a completely shift, like a like dynamic shift. I, I, yeah. I felt like I did work in, like, a fairy princess castle, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when I, when I worked at Outlaw, man, there was always a gun visible somewhere. <laughs> wow. You know uh, what I mean? Like, we made sure, like... People knew people we were know. armed. Yeah, I got you it. know what I mean? Uh, Tim and Diane never thought knew that I had mine on me there. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. Nope. Oh, shit. Until now. <laughs> no, cool. man. I was I was respectful of their you know their belief system or whatever, but like, uh, it's hard to, hard to break that stuff after you get robbed. <laughs> one time I was at, one time <laughs> I was working at a Outlaw, and there was this guy named Jay who was like the local like shithead drug dealer or whatever. He was always in trouble. Always in trouble. And, uh, this one time he comes running in the shop fast as fuck dude just sweating and uh we're like what's going on he's like the cops are chasing me <laughs> so he like he had two shirts on so he like takes off one shirt mm-hmm. sits in my chair i like <laughs> pick up a machine and act like i'm like tattooing them you know what i mean the, yeah. the cops come running in genius wow, and they're like we're great. looking for somebody da, 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 da. And we're like, well, we don't know, dude. Like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I've been tattooing this dude for hours. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome, dude. Totally got away from it. Very cool. That's, when, dude, when I got robbed, I acted like I, tat- I was tattooing a guy's neck. Really? Yeah. I let it like as go as long as it would. The, my client was like looking at the fucking wall. He had no idea. Really? Yeah. The shit went on for like 15 minutes. Damn. Yeah. And then we're like, we had to get on the floor and they fucking came over to my station. They didn't, they didn't rob uh, me. They told me and my client to get on the floor. They robbed his friend who had no money on him, took his wallet, <laughs> his ID, robbed my coworker. Well, no, they didn't rob my coworker. They made him get on the ground, and they robbed my the counter dude, or my friend Josh, who was working the counter for free that night because he didn't have anything else going on. Took his <laughs> wallet, his ID, walked over to my station, and like told us to get on the ground. And they're like, my client was like, for real? I was like, yeah, dude, I've been trying to play this shit off for like as long as I could. Uh, and like uh, I had many opportunity to like, react to it. Right. But there's just too many people in the way. As soon as you react to it, man, that's when shit yeah. really gets crazy, too. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, like the uh, my client had like $800 in cash on him because he was a mm. welder and like didn't get it. 
Damn. Yeah. And he's wow. like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, man. Like, well, after that, we like fucking, we ran outside and like exchanged, shot at him and shit. Like, shit was nuts. Those dudes just like drove away. The fucking back window exploded. It was crazy. It was the first time. I was like, I was 19. I was coming down from that. I was like, we need to call the police right now. I didn't know what to do. So we called the cops and uh, they showed up like fucking like two hours later in a crime scene unit van. Fuck. And they're like, we heard complaints from bodies. Yeah, because we know we fired weapons at him, like Jeez. off in, into I 10. And they're like, oh no, we, we uh, heard complaints of gunfire. Like, we, we don't have any guns. What do you mean? Our tag guns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then <laughs> tag they, guns they, were they, like, all night. Fucking tag <laughs> And it was, that was the end of it. Like, they never fucking said anything, yeah. man. Like, I went out there with a fucking Remington and a fucking like revolver and like went at these dudes. Yeah. <clears throat> it was insane. <laughs> No one fucking. Uh, well, there's an. If a body didn't hit the floor, there's not much they can do. Dude, fucking Randy was pissed. He was like, <laughs> You let me get robbed? They took fucking $700. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, and I'm you glad. couldn't hit one of them? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's no lights outside. It was dark. Uh, uh, I was nuts, man. He took you to the gun range the next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I was like, it, 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 I don't know. It, like, it was like a weird thing where like, I shut down. I threw the phone to my friend. I remember like watching him run by the window and like, I unlocked. There's like a big steel door because they're like right off the feeder road. And I remember like fucking like, I saw one of them. So I, like, I kicked the door open and I fired the pump off as soon as I kicked the door open because I thought they might be outside. And the other one was sitting out there waiting and he just hauled ass and they immediately <laughs> ran around the corner and I went after him. They were like running to the fucking car. It was crazy. Damn. Looking back on it now, like what we were doing is completely stupid and I'm sure like the gun laws have changed or whatever the hell that was. Hopefully. Well, they did in 2007, they actually changed. If someone's in your business and you tell them to get out and they don't get out, illegally you can shoot and kill them. What's the, it's called the castle law. What's the fucking or the range? the castle doctrine. So, like, does that imply uh, if they're run, If they're outside your business and they're running, you can't shoot them. See, that's what we were fucking doing. But they had yeah. guns on them, and I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't even know why I did it, but my, my coworker was like. Just reaction at yeah. that point. You know? But the thing is, if you're going to shoot, you got to make sure they're not oh, we, alive. We, we, or we pulled everything. We had an SKS. <laughs> we had an SKS out there. And yeah. My cohort, my buddy ran out there with that. And was yeah. We're peaceful tattooers, guys. We're not like this. You know what I mean? Don't, <laughs> don't get the wrong idea. We are peaceful people. We don't shoot people at Richmond you know. Avenue. Yeah. Though we don't. All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Sorry, Brandon. You met him at... Jared was working at Bombshell at the time on Westheimer. Okay. Yeah, is, no, now, is it still Bombshell or is Houston it's sat? An, what is it now? It's an empty building now. Yeah, it's a vacant building. For lease. Oh, it was uh, a it? tattoo society or Houston something. Houston Stink right? Society. Houston yeah. Stink <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They had like 12 people working. That's where I got it. my first tattoo. At Bombshell? Uh-huh. I got a. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea where I like wow. who did my first like few tattoos. I got a few there. Actually. I got a really good one at seven one three, and I wish I know who did it. They did a great job. I got a Sailor Jerry clipper ship, and they did an awesome job. And I still don't know who did it. You have no idea, like no clue, no idea. When yeah, was when was that? <sighs> Probably oh six. Okay. Like, yeah, I was like twenty five. I was bald and kind of fat. Ink the lifestyle. A, a real look inside the tattoo parlor and the people who make it up. The stories behind the ink. This is the Illustrated Conversation with Casey Baldwin on Final Draft Radio. All right, and we're back. Guys, honestly, I didn't realize y'all's tattoo history was so thick. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome, though, man. So let's start. Your shop now is in downtown. Brandon, you said you worked at Gaslight. Yeah, um, so I went to Sacred Heart for a few years, and then my buddy Chris, Christopher Malice, mm-hmm. um, he kind of invited me to go over there once one of the guys left. 
which also he he had a lot to do with me coming up in tattooing. I used to go watch him tattoo at Sacred Heart. They helped me out. Jared and Chris both helped me out a lot in that sense. Um, where, yeah. where were you at when he was at Gaslight? I was at Sacred. Uh, so he, he was still he at was Sacred. A, yeah, he, I was at Bombshell when he met me. And then what he, was the atmosphere at like at Sacred? Which Mangoes isn't there no more, right? No, it's gone. R.I.P. I could only imagine <laughs> what that shop was like on a Saturday night. Dude, it would... Uh, Sunday, and then they Sunday had that, that homeless house right behind it. Has that always been like the little flop house? Are you talking about the, Covenant c- house. C- the kudzu house? Are you talking about the kudzu house? The house next door? I don't know if it's behind it or next door. The kudzu. It's like a kudzu, kudzu is like It's got like a fucking lawn growing on it and shit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's owned by this old dude named Jack. And like the backyard. Is it a squat house? No, it might. Be. I don't think it is now. <laughs> it looks like it. But like the backyard looked like a fucking Vietnam scene. Like a plane had gone yeah. down and like a fucking. Yep. Yeah, it was like there was like toilets. Yeah, and like a thousand cats. A yeah, million cats. Fucking cats. Possum. It would shit on the. They would shit on the roof of the shop, dude. The cats. Yeah. <laughs> It was nuts. They would get Why up there. Why would they go up there and shit? Because they could get up there and there was gravel. But like cats like to bury. Oh, gravel. Yeah, yeah. they fucking shit on the roof and they bury it. And it's just like petrified cat turds have been cooking in the sun. I've never shit on a roof. That's pretty cool. <laughs> never shit on a roof. <laughs> I've shit off a moving train. Damn. That's pretty cool. <laughs> shit train. Anton shit out of the car. <laughs> one time, one time, speaking of D-cops, one time uh, me and D-cops were riding trains and... I was on the front of a, it wasn't a boxcar, it was a, like a grainer. Oh, actually, oh, it was like yeah. a 48 double stack. Thing on top? Well, no, it was a 48 double where they double stacked the, okay, the yeah, yeah. boxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was on the front and he was on the back because they have like little wells, but like you really don't want to chill. The wells are too small for two people to like chill. Okay. And uh, I started taking a piss off the side. And we're still riding the train, and it stops like an hour later. And he hops off, and he's like, "Dude, please tell me you weren't pissed." Off. <laughs> and I'm like, "I guess yeah, you're in I the front, a, right?" I, yeah, I was like, yeah, "I took a piss." <laughs> he's like, "Dude, it fucking got all over me." <laughs> oh my god! God damn! I'm like, "Oh no, no, that wasn't me, bro. It must have been raining." <laughs> but you're my bitch now, so. <laughs> A thing that Marvel. brings you closer together as friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're piss brothers now, bro. <laughs> you're at Sacred Heart. You're at Gaslight. Gaslight. Was there anything in between Old Crawl? Um, uh, no, I, I left. I left Sacred. I went to work to with open. Bill Greenman. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came back. Where, so came back you, where were you at, Bill Greenman? Bay Area. Bay Upstairs. Area. Yeah. The hot ass. That was my bo- second tattoo shop. The I hot, worked at. The hot box. Yeah, so I worked there when it was the back room. The back, oh yeah, <laughs> the bathroom. I got, I have a lot. Yeah, the bathroom. Ba- bathroom society. Yeah, if it wasn't for that shop, I probably a lot of things probably wouldn't happen in my life. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's what first or first like when that first era. That was, was my first real like shop where I was able, like I had clients that would let me do what I want and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You that's know? fucking uh, the way to start. And yeah. it introduced me to Bill, and Bill helped me out along the way but that dude's a piece of shit i'm sorry yeah i'm not gonna say his last name just because i'm sure people out there still when all that shit went down people had his back and i'm like i don't know how you can have someone's back like that i tattooed a friend of the girl that was involved in that i'll tell you exactly how i was there i'll there. tell you exactly how it went down dude i was at i was tattooing at uh black tide yeah i was it was like dude it was like my first two weeks there and uh, I was tattooing her sister. Oh, that's right, because that was before it was chariot. I forgot that though. he had that for a transition. I was tattooing her sister, and uh, they were both down there with me. 
And she sees, sees Bill walking. She's like, is that Bill? And I was like, yeah, that was Bill. And she's like, oh, he did my tattoo a few years ago. You think he'll, he'd do a touch-up? And I'm like, yeah, sure, go up there and ask him. I'm like, he's not tattooing right now. I'm sure he'll do that, whatever. Yeah. So I tattoo her. And then uh, I get done tattooing her. And then she calls me. And she's like, can you come outside real quick? I'm like, yeah. So I go outside. And her sister is crying. Like, I've never heard a girl cry before, man. Like, Fuck. it's like one of those sounds, like, you'll never forget, you know? Yeah. And she explains the story to me, like, what happened, and it's pretty grotesque. And immediately, I'm like, go to the cops. Go to the police. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Like, go right now. If this is what happened, go to the cops. So they did. They did that. Good. And I was like, well, I now talk to Bill, you know? So I go talk to Bill. And I have no shame putting this out there, man. I really don't. And uh, if he has a problem with it, he can contact me. And I fucking go to Bill, man. And I'm like, listen, dude, this was just went down. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, man, like. I've had a problem with my zipper. My zipper keeps falling. Oh my fuck. My zipper's broke. Bro. And then at that point I was like, all right, man. And then everyone knows the story from there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, no, I I heard some I've heard. But you know what the shame is? This is the ultimate shame, dude. That dude was a fucking amazing artist, man. Amazing tattoo artist. He was very nice. Amazing machine builder. Amazing painter. He ran that shop so solid. He had everything going for him, man. Yeah. Everything, man. And it's a fucking shame. Yeah, it is. Him and his wife had a weird... Super weird relationship. Relationship dynamic. Super weird relationship. And he told... When, uh, so was, so all that went down, too, I contacted all my, my coworkers and everything, and uh, we all met with Bill, and, and I told Bill, I said, hey, dude, she went to the cops, and they're probably going to investigate this. His face went white. <laughs> Ghost white. And he goes, we need to go to my house and get all my guns before, you know, his wife finds out. Like, that's when I was like, oh, shit, serious. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's good, though. So, that, that needs to happen. Yeah. But, um. You wouldn't get iced by Shanna Banana. Holy no, fuck, dude. dude. She'll fuck you up, dude. <laughs> she just has those oh, eyes. Man, I fucking, I did not like working around no, her. Dude. No, dude. And then like she'd that. be like, oh, we'd be at the shop, right? <laughs> I'll never forget this. We'd be at the shop, and there's one computer at the shop you could, like, print stuff on and mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And uh, everyone would be there, and she'd be like, what are all these pop-ups? Who was looking at porn? <laughs> and we're all looking at her like, you know, you know. <laughs> Why are you even coming at the rest of the shop like this? Uh, you know, like. Oh, my God. But anyway, so we'll get off him for a little bit. Um, yeah. I just think that's. <clears throat> oh, I'm a firm believer that that shit needs to be exposed, man. You know, all these women are like, well, you know, it's Agreed. hard. It's like, yeah. well, you got to no, call yeah, them out. You got to call no, them yeah, out yeah, when they stand. You know, call them motherfucker around that happens. Fuck that guy. No one's going to know about it unless you let it be known. And wherever he's at in the world right now, whoever he's tattooing doesn't know about it. Right. And it's a shame. You follow Watchdogs too, right? Yeah. You did? But the the thing is, the dude just like disappeared. Yeah, Yeah, he fell off the fucking. Fuck that guy too. Who who the fuck knows what he's going, what his alias is now, or you know what I mean? The first motherfucker they called that was Johnny Jackson. That was fucking like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, after that, the, a plethora of yeah. stories just started raining. Yeah, yeah no. But, um, air out the dirty laundry, man. Control your fucking... I don't know. That, 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 fuck those dudes. So what's up with Richmond? It's you, Kevin Brandon. Poon. Kevin Poon. Kevin Poon. Cambo. Anton. Anton fam. Anton fam. So five of y'all. Yeah. Cinco. We needed to, uh, to grow. Yeah, we needed a Old Crow Parlor is very tiny. Sharing that place with like a barbershop, like there's there's things of it I miss. Do you ever meet Biggie? I just noticed that I've been like talking like way over here right now. <laughs> it sounds really fucking weird. 
No, I've never met Biggie. No, Biggie is like Biggie a. Smalls? <laughs> no, he had before. Ed, large but. E. Large E. No, I haven't met him. <laughs> Cool Edgar Salazar, cool cat. cool cat. Hey, cat, you like rock and roll music? <laughs> yeah, he used to. He's always down in the barbershop downstairs. Him and uh, Bart and all those old people over there. What is what's the atmosphere at Richmond? Like, I know y'all have good camaraderie, like between your artists and stuff like that. I'm not really interested in, in that because mm-hmm. I know you're all good people. And uh, I would like I'm to hear sure. it from him. What do you think about your boss? I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> no, as far as like clientele, because y'all are on the strip, man. And when I I've been to this shop maybe twice now, but we're kind of every, we're every kind time of off I've the seen. Strip, though. But I'm, what I mean is like, as far as foot traffic, there's there's mm. a special type of foot traffic right there. I'm gonna say like last time I went there was like a guy in leather like <laughs> leopard pants like dancing at the shop sign like yeah. Do y'all get a lot of that shit? Uh, those are bus weirdos. You get those outside. Not a is whole that what lot. It is? But there's a bus stop right outside of our shop. Yeah. Uh, there's crackheads. No man, you, not really. Uh, I wish some crackheads would come sell us smart supplies. That would be cool. Yeah, that's done, that? dude. It's yeah. over. They're not Did y'all anymore. know Gene? Yeah, what happened to that uh, guy? <laughs> I don't know names. I want some fucking arches, man. No. Well, last time. <laughs> I told him, dude, I have a, ar- a pack of arches at my house probably this high. 20 bucks. Because every time he would come, I, I'd buy him out. Fuck yeah. I'm like, I don't want your, I don't want your, uh, I don't want your Prisma pencils, man. Yeah, I you want your arches. So now at my house, I have, I'm good. I'm set. Stacks. I'm set for a Stacks. while. <laughs> and like people ask me, like, so to me, I'm like, no, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Go See, I would, I would, I would send him out and I'd be like, go get me, go get me the, uh, the unbound. I don't want the pad. I want the paper. He's like, that's gonna be really hard. I was like, but they're those are in smaller sizes. You're my fucking money. Money. <laughs> Give me the yeah. fucking paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what he so would, like you knew fucking... his scam, right? Yeah. I didn't. What is it? So you go in and he would steal the little shit, mm-hmm. and then bring it back and be like, oh, I don't have a receipt. And their policy is, well, if you don't have a receipt, then we can only store forward credit. you in store credit. He and would be do like, it ah, so that's okay. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he would do it so much. Genius. Uh, yeah. He would just go in and out of there. Interesting. Yeah, I missed that. And, guy. But he I always, did miss that though. Yeah, he would always every time, dude. He'd come in foaming at the mouth. He's like, <laughs> I got in my arches, you know, uh, forty bucks. I'm like, Jane, come on, dude. You know, it's twenty dollars. <laughs> it's, it's been twenty dollars since I've known you. And if I'm gonna buy it all off of you, then I'm getting it cheaper. So. <laughs> it makes sense to me. And he, yeah. it was always for gas money. Gas. Money. <laughs> yeah, gas money. Is that okay? Yeah. Legitimate gas. One money. time he came in, he's like. You want to buy some ecstasy? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I found them in my neighbor's yard. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, yeah. And he like pull out this big bag of like pills. And I'm like, the you got fuck? arches or what, bro? <laughs> You're falling off the wagon now, man. What was the name of that fucking place that was next to like, the... Yes, please give me some numbers. The fucking... <laughs> but yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> was it the news place that was next to Sacred? The what? The news place? The adult news place? It was just like a fucking like porn fucking store that was like next to fucking numbers it's a restaurant now liquid i think i think that was before my time i don't know it's like a fuck what was that fucking place liquid no no it was was like next to sacred it was across the street this dude like came in he's like i got this leather paddle i know that you tattoos all on the weird stuff blackhawk no that wasn't blackhawk okay i went in there with a jerk stuff he was like i want to buy a good leather belt (laughs) i want to find a good leather belt and i'm like we're going to go to the Leather Daddy store. And For like, spanking? Right on. And, like, we went in there, and, like, they had, like, riot gear and, like, huh. Spanish handcuffs and shit. And I was what like, is wow. a Spanish handcuff? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, so, like, handcuffs have, like, normal handcuffs have chains. Spanish I handcuffs wouldn't know, dude. Like, I've never been in handcuffs. <laughs> 
<laughs> Spanish handcuffs are like this. Oh. Yeah, well, that's how handcuffs are. Like, no, no chain? No, no, no. There's no a chain. chain no, not anymore. But the Spanish ones are like that. They lock. They, so they're all like that now? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, they had, like, riot helmets Last time I was in handcuffs, they, like, have a, a pivot. Was it willing or mm-hmm. unwilling? There's no chain. Last time you were in handcuffs? Uh, I didn't fight the cop. Okay. So I would say it was willing, but I also didn't want to be in them. Sure, (laughs) a warrant for no registration in Webster. Oh, you have a warrant, fucking neighborhood, yeah, for no registration, and they fucking arrested me and took me to Webster Jail. Yeah, for no registration. Yeah, for a warrant on it. Dude, by the fattest cop ever. They are the worst, man. (laughs) Officer fucking. I went to jail in Webster (laughs) for smelling like weed, dude. Really. Yeah, I remember when I was getting arrested. Even scout bar. So I was what wasted was drunk. What was the charge? <laughs> uh, paraphernalia. And I told the cop, I was like, Do you have any they knew what they were doing, dude. Because yeah. I told them, I was like, I know y'all didn't find. I didn't have anything on me. I had just like it's consumed, not on me. It's consumed in me. it all. It's yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, I wake up and they, you go see the judge and like, well, you were in you were in Webster jail yeah yeah the fucking you're in a room so like the door has a fucking window on it yeah and you go to that fucking judge and he's up on a fucking stool to a window thing or whatever well no this was all video hmm this was video like I saw him on a monitor what the fuck you face the and, judge uh, wait did, goes, they, did they make you dress up like in a fucking outfit there it was like a jumpsuit yeah yeah they made you like you look like the mayor of Candyland it's all like pink <laughs> white stripes yeah <laughs> And uh, I said, he go, he's like, he's like, you have you have time served. How do you plea? And I'm like, I have time served. I was like, what happens if I plea innocent? He's right. like, you go back to jail. And because wow. you, if you plea innocent, you go back to jail and, For and you bond out and trial. Da da da. Mm-hmm. But if you plead guilty on time served, they just let you out. Yeah, yeah. So the cops knew what they were doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Damn. They want that fucking money. They want eight hundred dollars from me for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For not having a sticker. Oh, my fucking windshield. That's so fucked up. I remember that cop was like, he was like awkwardly going to handcuff me. I was like, look, man, I'll get in the fucking car. Yeah. He's like, no, I have to do it. It's it's a, it's, it's a protocol. I'm like, I want to run away from you right now. Yeah, really? <laughs> Peace. Yeah. I was going to run. I was, I was like, in my head, I was like, I just run away from him. He'll never catch me. The guy eats so much fucking Whataburger, he'll never catch me. Uh, fuck this cop. And like, he like, he's all like fucking like lurching out, like. Yeah. And he fucking put me in the car. Oh, it's fucking stupid. All right, guys. Well, we're out of time. Uh, y'all want to give uh, a little info of how these people can get a hold of y'all to get tattooed? Uh, yeah, I, I'll say uh, my Instagram. You can go to bmadrid underscore OCP. Uh, my email is on there and all the information to contact me is cool. there. Just look up Jared Green Tattoo or look up Richmond Avenue Tattoo. Or just walk in the damn shop. Yeah, Please. I highly suggest it, man. It's a beautiful shop. Uh, the outside beautiful, the inside's beautiful. It, it is what a tattoo shop should look like, guys. And everyone there is amazing. So please go check these guys out. Thank, Thank you me. all for coming on, man. Follow KC and the artist of Bold and Brave Tattoo in League City at boldandbravetattoo.com and on Instagram, The Illustrated Conversation. Catch new episodes Monday nights at 8, a Vinyl Draft radio production.